plan. Always have a plan B. Always have a plan B. In the end of all things, if it ever came to something like that, then, I mean, food's got to be provided. <laughs> Sorry for you weak people, but uh, now you food. <laughs> hey, guys, just a little disclaimer right before the beginning of this episode. I ran into several problems getting the audio recorded, my recording devices. I ended up having to take a cheap microphone fix for this. And uh, the important thing was that I got the episode out on time. So bear with me until I can get this properly fixed. But until then, I still want to bring you the information. So sit back, relax, enjoy, subscribe, like, favorite. Thanerate, proliferate, wait a second, that's not right. Just give me a review or something. Alright, love you guys. Listen to this. Hey guys, this is episode 3 of Thought Generator, and this is John Nevermore. This week we have a guest, the master of making it through, the king of keeping it minimal. Dozer in his own little nature and John Nevermore sitting there talking to me and providing content for the world future above. Today we're talking about how to prepare for the end of the world or any other situation where being prepared might make the difference between you surviving and the alternative. And before we dive into this subject, I think it's important to talk about anxiety. I have anxiety. I have both generalized and social anxiety, and I've dealt with it since I was a kid. Anxiety is one of the hardest things to reach out to someone about because it's often misunderstood by people who don't have it. I'm going to guess if you're interested in doomsday prepping, you have some level of anxiety. If I can give just a bit of advice, breathe. Breathe deeply and slowly and try to quiet the thoughts. These situations are extremely unlikely, so don't lose too much sleep over it. Hopefully we can learn a few things to help us feel a little less anxious. Always keep a backup plan. Always have a plan B. Always have a... Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a system to classify the needs of an individual in a society. The pyramid, whose higher levels, can't be filled until the lower levels are secured. In an emergency, you want to focus from the bottom up. The lowest tier is your physical needs. Food, water, warmth, and rest. Remember the rule of threes. You can go about three weeks without food, three days without water, three hours without shelter in adverse conditions, and three minutes without air. The bottom of Maslow's hierarchy is 80% of what you can prepare for. Once you have these needs satisfied, the second tier of the pyramid is safety. These are the basics. The first step to prepare for the worst is to make sure you are physically fit. The benefits of exercise extend well beyond being prepared, but if you can't run, your chance of survival doesn't look good. A healthy set of finances can't hurt either. Next, have at least two weeks of living supplies at your house or shelter. You might have to sit tight for a while. Number three, be prepared to leave your location at a moment's notice. Having bug out bags 
Backpacks you keep filled with emergency equipment, food, and money reduces the amount of time you spend gathering supplies. You also need to prepare for an emergency that happens away from home. Make sure you know more than one path to your house and to safety. 5. Any survival skills you can practice along with making certain you are comfortable with your survival gear. You don't want to find out something doesn't work right when you need it. Finally, make an attempt to build a community of like-minded preppers. Step 3 of Maslow's Pyramid is being able to socialize, and there is strength in numbers. I know how to survive without anyone telling me what to do, and I mean, that's the life everyone should live. I could tell you how to live in a world without the government. It sounds a little dramatic, but I mean, I mean, when you actually break it down, when the government releases control and people who really are intent on murder and only not do it because of the government law to tell them not to, it will come full force. Man can do things that you wish never would happen. When society collapses and people are actually able to run free, then you got free humanity. People will live on their wildest dreams. Things that they thought would never could happen will happen because there is no one to actually give them a consequence to the event. The first thing you go for is self-defense. Knives, guns, homemade weapons, just anything you can do for self-defense. Secondly, you want to go for shelter. You want to have something there to protect yourself, something to live in. Thirdly, you're going to want food. You're going to want something to sustain your life from there on if you want to continue fighting. Fourthly, you're going to want water. There are several ways to get water that is clean to drink. And if you actually own a horse, that's good for you because horses only drink clean water. So they have a natural sense to find clean water. So that's good for you. If not, then I mean there are several ways to make clean water without dirty water. And then boom, you live in a decriminalized society. So there is no law. There is only what you can and can't do. If your ability is to actually go up and take a horse from somebody, and take care of the matters that would provide repercussion to your actions. You're good and clean. You can do what you want. You can live on life. You have nothing to worry about what's going to come next time because you already took care of that. So I'm sorry for the people who never prepared themselves for this life, but you've got two choices now since you didn't prepare yourself and that you didn't know how to live in a society like this. You only have really two choices. Either you're going to buck up and you're going to learn how to survive or you're going to be food. That's your two choices. And when all else fails and the economy drops and everything that makes cow farms, pig farms, farms in general, everything that provides you your food goes to waste, there's only going to be one source of edible substance for you to live in. And the people who cannot actually adapt to actually to the society that there is now will either be one or two. Well, one of three, really. You're either going to become food, you're going to become fertilizer, or you're going to be sex dolls. That's what you're gonna be, because I mean, all three of them are needs in life. Like you're either gonna—that's the three needs in life. You need food, shelter, well, food, water, and sex. That's what a man needs. Fuck shelter. He can take shelter in a fucking cab of a Chevy pickup truck. As long as he got a bitch to fuck and some water to drink and food to eat, he's good. He can live his life. <laughs> that's truth of truth right there, buddy. That's truth of truth. Tell me, tell me if you could live the rest of your life right now in a Chevy pickup truck and uh, have unlimited bitches to fuck, all the food you wanted and the drinks that you wanted to drink, you would not live that Chevy truck. Like, so I, really? Well, one. You're right, but a person who lives in a simple society where everyone's trying to fucking eat you or the government's fucking destabilized and everyone's trying to murder you or all the bullshit's happening, then, I mean, you know, you really got no more to live for after that except for those three basic things. There's several options to get food. You can make your own compost from the waste of plants and the waste of yourself. 
and then grow those plants and make corn, potatoes, wheat, everything you need to sustain a natural habitat. So if you're trying to prepare for a doomsday event, the thing you should do is learn yourself how to grow these things. Make sure you have that in your availability and make sure whatever the government's going to do to you doesn't affect your cattle. Even without basic farming, as long as you know how to fish. If you know how to fish, as long as you know how to make a spear. As long as you know how to make a frog gig. As long as you know how to eat bugs. As long as you know how to derive protein from certain plants. All that can be obtained without cannibalism. But your first option, whenever you're sitting there going, Oh God, what do I do? Is, let's eat the next door neighbor. But the biggest problem in human society right now is whenever a de-government society happens, is the fact that the sheep have to become men. That is the biggest problem right now, and everything is, who are the men and who are the sheep? The sheep will be eaten. The sheep will be made bitches. The sheep will be made into whatever they need. Slaves, workers. How do the slaves become men? You'd always wanted to try to provide for an unlimited need of resource, because you don't know how long tomorrow is going to last, and how long there might be someone else coming up after you. So you want an unlimited need of resource. You want you want to be, provide a constant provide of food. You want to have a structural integrity to livestock, food, water. You want to have a system that can provide everything you need for an unlimited amount of time because after you, someone else may come up and find what you left and then they need to progress on as well as you did. I would honestly go to the nearest 100 acre farm I could find with as much cattle as he had and as much, you know, everything he had because he has everything already set up. I have tractors, I have combines, I have everything I need there. I have electrical sources, I have food sources, I have fertilized land that cows have been shitting on for years, which is fertilizer. I have everything I need to run a family right there. I would not at all worry about people coming to a farmland where I went to or creek starting land because in our society now, the way we were taught, the first place people was probably is fucking Walmart. They would go and get toilet paper, wipes, they would get in hot sauce, ramen noodles. They wouldn't even have the common sense to go to the nearest mom and pop store. The mom and pop store has everything you can need. The first thing I would need is, uh, I mean, there's a great product out there called Life Straws. I would get a ton of those. If I couldn't, then I would get every product I need to make my own water filtration system. I would provide a pack of full width camping tent, a survival blanket. I would have a fire starter. I would have bottles of lint pulled up, ready to go. I would have a survival 22 in my backpack. I would have twine, rope, and stakes, and uh, some form of a hammer, if not uh, leather, to make a hammer. Because those are all the things you need to A, make a shelter, the lint to provide the a fire starter to make sure you have a survival knife. It has uh, twine, it has fishing line sinkers, everything you need to actually catch a fish, whatever you need to right there. It has a fire starter, the lint is highly flammable, so that'd make an easy fire starter. As always, it really gets you on your feet starting off. In life straws, those are great great thing in society now if you can get those buy as many as you can stock them up because those work like gangbusters man i promise you like you can put it in creek water and drink it and they filter it for you if not then you gotta learn how to make charcoal you have to have a gas radiator to have the tar to dip your wood in and blah 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 make a gas radiator. then you, that that goes in a broad aspect of things you can do with that charcoal water you had to sand lime to make your own filters but if you can get a hold of life straws I mean, when the world stabilizes find the life straw company and rate that motherfucker no one else is thinking about it. They're too, too worried about Walmart. They're too worried about going to get what they need from Walmart. You'll be going for the shit you need. If you can't make it through a society without technology, then I'm sorry that you're food, and I'm sorry that you're slaves, and I'm sorry that you're going to be whatever you're going to be made to be, but I will teach you every which way I can. And the best thing to do is once that happens, your car don't work no more. You're too advanced on technology. Your car don't work no more. Find a square body. Find a square body. Drive that until you fucking run everything over. Drive it. Find someone who will help you. 
for small game if you're trying to survive like i said always pack a 22 rifle if you can get one 22 survival rifle 22 survival rifle can break down and be put in the back pocket if you need it but 22 is a good ammunition for hunting on any game because if you've got a sharpshooter eye you can take down even a deer with a 22 squirrel small game rabbit quail honestly my ultimate i think would say for anyone would be a 12 gauge because the 12 gauge is a variety of all weapons. You can do home defense, you can put slugs in it and shoot deer, you can scatter shot it and shoot birds, ducks, I mean everything. The 12 gauge I would say would probably be the one I would get. Personal defense firearms. I would go with bladed weaponry because anything louder than that would actually attract more attention than needed. Because you pop a shot off at somebody, then 20 other motherfuckers are gonna hear what you just did. And they're gonna be coming to see, oh, what was that sound? Well, if you got bladed weaponry, spears, knives, daggers, swords, machetes it's more clean silent or even crossbows crossbows are good for long range shooting they're good up to almost 80 yards now and they're quiet no one actually knows what you just did you require some food no one heard you you ain't got more trouble coming for personal defense i would always recommend crossbow longbow recurve bow that kind of thing <laughs> that's why you always carry a knife for protection but a nine millimeter for backup keep one in your back pocket got your knife in hand he thinks he's got the upper hand because oh oh we got a gun and a knife fight but we don't know that ace in the spades in your back pocket you got a nine millimeter buddy always keep a backup plan always have a plan b always have a plan b you want secluded you want something away from everyone you want open land on the edge as in you want more protected like trees wooded area on your end but you want open land so you can see dangers coming and you want a sustainable location to where you can provide yourself with whatever you need you want to be next to a creek you want to be next to a river which is dangerous because everyone's going to be looking for that river everyone's going to look for that creek but if you can find the even a natural spring that you can dig yourself i mean it may take you a little while but um, they are out there that would be water food shelter that's your first main priority hide as best as you can keep your firearms intact Make sure you have enough booby traps, which signal defense levels, whereas you could take a mouse trap with a 12 gauge shell, cut it off, and make yourself a trip wire, and it goes bang, and you don't know somebody's in your residual area. Bungee sticks are always a good thing, thanks to Vietnam. Thanks for teaching me something. Uh, bungee sticks are always a good thing for self defense, and they're easy to grow and make with. The skills that would help to, to live on your own, make your own electricity, make your own cleanable water, blacksmithing, carpentry. I mean, all those are handy. And, today's society right now you think of anything right now with you this podcast right now the house that your podcast would have never been able to happen would have never happened if it wasn't for a carpenter in the world so i mean carpentry they can build anything you need to build stuff to live in that's what you need you need to know how to make chemistry make your own black powder how iron works chemistry is a big thing that you need to know and the best foods i mean in my own opinion would be anything high in protein and because protein breaks down and provides food sources of energy level and water peanut butter peanuts meat substances of any kind there are certain plants that i'm not 100 sure on right now that can provide protein for them but protein water and a natural balance of greens you can eat a leaf off a tree it doesn't matter it's all greens it ain't gonna kill you you can eat a maple leaf if you want to it ain't gonna kill you but it'll provide you nutrients ginseng root really good one blackberries great to have if you can get blackberries all you can watch out for natural strawberries because some of them are poisonous pumpkin if you can grow that that's a, that's a good antacid there are a lot of things you can learn with natural plants to make any natural medication you can need aloe vera aloe vera is good for edible and for indigestion and for sunburns this is doozer and i hope you don't become food and uh if you do i hope i eat you some tips on what not to do don't buy off-the-shelf kits. They are not worth it. It's better to put your own together. Don't spend your time preparing for unlikely events like an alien invasion. 
The basic steps for preps apply to 98% of all people and scenarios. When it comes to prepping, simpler is better. Too much complication makes a plan harder to follow. It's better to buy fewer pieces of gear that have higher quality than a bunch of cheap items that won't work right, right when you need them. Thank you all so much for listening. I loved this episode because it gave me a chance to take things I've learned and spread out that power. I hope you learned something that will help you in the future. 2020 has shown us how fast your life can be turned upside down. Be prepared. Give yourself the best chance you can. Next week, I'm going to help you figure out what in the world is going on with stonks. Maybe we can figure out a way to put some money in your pocket. This is John Nevermore. That's the loser. I love you all. See you next week. The rest is yet to come. Thank you.